Let's pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed this morning, we pray that you would open our eyes to see you more clearly. Open our ears this morning that we would hear that word that you have for us. Open our hearts that we would be challenged and convicted and that we would know you better. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our passage this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. So let's hear now the word of the Lord. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone." Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I read a story this week about a little boy who liked to leave, wander out of his own yard and go and play in the neighbor's yard. His mother told him not to do it, but he insisted on doing it. And the mom became so worried that she asked him why he continued to be disobedient. And he said that Satan tempted him so bad and he just didn't know what to do. So his mom advised him that when the devil tempts you just to say, get behind me, Satan. And she proceeded to put a fence around their own yard just as a backup plan. So this worked for about a week. And then one sunny afternoon, she looked out the window and there was her son in the neighbor's yard playing, having cut a hole in the fence. So she yelled out, Jeremiah, come here. And then she said, didn't I tell you to say, get behind me, Satan, whenever you were tempted? And the little boy said, yes, I said, get behind me, Satan. But then he went behind me and pushed me through that hole in the fence. <laughs> That's one of those cases where the devil made me do it. Now, we've all said that a time or two in our lives, haven't we? When we do something that we know we shouldn't do, we blame it on the devil, Today we are going to learn from Jesus that we do not have to give in to temptation, and we are going to learn why it is important that we don't. Our story today about Jesus' temptation comes right on the heels of his baptism, where the Holy Spirit descended upon him and a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased." Now, if you remember last week, we talked about Peter, James, and John going up on that mountain with Jesus to see Jesus transfigured before their eyes. 
And we talked about how powerful and meaningful those mountaintop experiences are. But inevitably, right after that mountaintop experience, we find ourselves back down in the valley. Well, Jesus is coming from his own mountaintop experience of being baptized and hearing those words from God. In Matthew's gospel, chapter 3 ends with the story of the baptism, and chapter 4 begins immediately with this story about Jesus being led into temptation. Now, when we think about temptation, we naturally think that it has negative connotations. We see it as being a bad thing. One of Webster's definitions for temptation is inducement to do evil. But the Greek word that is used here is a little bit different. It means more to test than to tempt in the way that we understand temptation. We think that temptation is a sin, but it is not. It is not the actual temptation that is a sin. It depends on how we respond to the temptation that can be the sin. So Jesus comes from his baptism, and before he begins his public ministry, he goes out into the wilderness, and he's going to fast and to spend time with God as he prepares for what is coming up. He knew that he is the Son of God. He knew that he came to preach and teach. He knew that he would ultimately suffer and die and rise again. He knew all of that. So he went off by himself to prepare for what was ahead. He went to be alone on purpose. At this time, there wasn't anything that anybody could do to help him. He just needed some time to get his head around what was coming up. He needed to have time alone with his father. Isn't that where we often go wrong Whenever we're facing some difficult situation or when we have a tough decision to make, we don't always make spending time alone with God a priority. We don't always take time to be alone with God, to study his word and to listen for his voice. We don't often step away from all of the distractions and the noise in life so that we can clearly hear the voice of God. We are more likely to move forward with our own plans, doing our own thing, and then we ask God to bless our plans. We all know that it doesn't work that way. Jesus knew that it didn't work that way. That's why he had to get away and be alone with God. Verse 2 tells us that after he'd fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Now, fasting for 40 days is a serious commitment. That is someone who is serious about discernment. Most of us don't even fast for 24 hours. So can you imagine how Jesus felt after 40 days? He denied himself all that time so that he could focus on the will of God. But as you can imagine, after 40 days, he was pretty hungry. And we're told that at the end of those days, the tempter came to Jesus and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Isn't that just like Satan? He didn't tempt Jesus on day one when he went out in the wilderness. He knew that he wouldn't be able to tempt him then because Jesus had just come from that mountaintop experience. The devil can be very patient. He waited until the end of those 40 days, knowing full well that Jesus would be starving. 
He, he waited until Jesus was at his weakest point, and then he moved in and tried to manipulate him. Satan knows that Jesus is the Son of God. But what he's trying to do here is to get Jesus to misuse his authority. It would not have been a sin for Jesus to turn those stones into bread. Jesus certainly had the power and the authority to do so. But it would have been outside the will of God. And Jesus knew that. He knew it was God's will for him to be out in the desert, fasting and praying, spending time with God. So Jesus knew that he had to trust God. Jesus didn't turn the stones into bread to prove his identity as the Son of God. Everyone knew that. Jesus was so connected to the Holy Spirit and to the Word, and the Word of God was so much a part of him that he turns around and he defeats Satan with Scripture. Jesus said, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus' only defense against the devil was trusting God and relying on God's word. So the tempter tries again by taking Jesus to the highest point of the temple. And he tells him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. And then Satan tries a different strategy, and he quotes scripture to Jesus. He says, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Here's the thing about Satan. He knows what the Bible says. And if he wants you to tempt you to do something, he will help you to find scripture to back up whatever it is that you know you shouldn't be doing. Really, you can find any scripture to justify your actions, but that is a blatant misuse of the word of God. That is not the way to use the Bible, and it's definitely not the way to discern the will of God. So Jesus turns it around, and again he says to him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. So the third temptation is the grandest of all. The devil took him to a high mountain and he showed Jesus the splendor of all of the kingdoms of the world. And he tells Jesus that he would give it all to him if he would just bow down and worship him. Who did the devil think he was fooling? Jesus knew that that was all his to begin with, but the devil was tempting him to take a shortcut. But Jesus didn't fall for it. Verse 10 and 11 tell us how Jesus responded. He said, get away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. So a couple of things that we learn about temptation from these passages. First of all, Jesus' temptation proves to us that no one is ever beyond temptation. If Jesus was faced with temptation, you can bet that we will be as well. No matter how far along we are on our spiritual journey, we will always face temptations. As a matter of fact, the more you grow in your faith, the more temptations you are likely to have to deal with. You see, Satan doesn't tempt you if you're not growing. Satan's going to leave you alone if you're not a threat to him. He figures you're not in the word of God, you're not in prayer, you're not studying, and if you're not doing any of those things, he figures you're on his side already. 
so he doesn't have to worry about you. Think about that for a minute. Which side are you on? Second, we learn from these passages that the devil sometimes tempts us to do things that in and of themselves are not bad. Jesus turning stones into bread would not have been a sin, but it would have been outside the will of God. Jesus having control of all of the kingdoms of the world was already part of God's plan, but the timing wasn't right. That's how the devil operates in our lives. He tempts us to do things that aren't necessarily sinful, but they're outside God's will, or it's not God's timing for us. When we give in to those temptations before God says it's time, that is when we go wrong. When we give in, we are not going to get God's blessings. We can very easily get ourselves so far outside the will of God by giving in to those temptations that the devil throws at us every single day. We are tempted to lash out at someone who has made us angry, and we call it righteous anger. Instead of waiting for the fullness of God's blessings, we are tempted to take shortcuts to get what we want sooner. We are tempted to gossip about other people, and we call it a prayer concern. None of those things are in God's will for us. We need to deal with temptation the same way that Jesus did. Jesus was so in tune with our Heavenly Father. Jesus spent intentional time away in prayer to gain the strength that he needed to fight those temptations. We should follow Jesus' example by having the word of God written on our hearts. That means having some scriptures locked in your brain as reminders. A couple of mine are Philippians 4.13, for I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Joshua 24.15, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. It's having these and other verses written on your heart so that when the devil comes at you with his lies, you will be armed with the word of God and you can defeat Satan every single time. Friends, Lent is a time of soul searching. It's a time for personal reflection. It's a time for prayer and confession. So I challenge you in this next week to take some time to be alone with God and to seek his will. Take some time alone with God to ask him to convict you of those temptations that you have given into without even realizing it. Ask the Holy Spirit to keep you strong so that you don't give in to those temptations and so that you don't miss God's full blessings by taking shortcuts. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being an example to us of how to fight temptation. In this coming week, help us to stand on your word when we are challenged to take shortcuts and when we are tempted to do what we know that we shouldn't do. Grant us courage and strength each and every day. We pray in Jesus' name and all God's people say, amen.